Hello everyone and welcome back to Reload Podcast. This is episode 48. My name's Lee Maxwell and as usual I'm joined by... Nigel Lamont and Connor McCann. Previous episode, if anybody hasn't listened to it yet, Connor and I were not here. Uh, on your holly bobs. On our holly bobs. I'd just like to bring something up here. He's oh. accused me of going to Turkey to get a hair transplant. <laughs> no. Connor, Connor, your hair is looking absolutely stunning this evening well, and your smile is extra white. I'm here like cousin it. But what I will say <laughs> is... While I may need a hair transplant, do I look like the sort of guy who would, like from the neck down, what I wear does not scream this guy wants a hair transplant or cares anyway about how he looks. I think that's what you call triggeredly. Yes. I was just not, I was like, fuck those guys. But uh, so Nigel and Robin did a good job in our absence. Yeah, cheers to Robin stepping yes. in. He's done a good job. Thank indeed. you very much, Robin. Uh, the episode was all about Bond cars for your ears only. Really enjoyed researching that. Well, didn't yeah. need to research it because I love Bond. and Yeah, it was all in the head already. Yeah. Well, sort of. <laughs> it, it was really good for me. I know you had to edit it, Connor, but I got to listen to it like totally fresh. Well, that's kind of like me fully really editing, good. yeah. And I was actually saying to you, Lee, as well, come back. I think Robin was a better one to have on with you because Lee and I know nothing about the Bond series and the cars where when you were talking to him, he was able to elaborate on it and he knew exactly what you meant rather than me going, uh, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking um, about. Yeah. So, yeah, no, good job, guys. Well done. Thank you. But uh, guess who's back? Back again. Lee and Connor. <laughs> Lee's on the wine. <laughs> we're, also, we're also back in one of our studios, yeah, which is the first time in a long, long time. Together. You make that sound like we have multiple studios we around the world here, so like multiple. recording artists. That's it. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I think this location recording thing's going a bit crazy. Yeah, we've been knocking about. I was actually thinking during the week, the location might actually be a barbecue. I actually thought it was going to be but a barbecue as well. I just well. thought, no, that'll be a bad idea. It'll not and it'll be cold and yeah. it'll be full of beer and we'll do nothing. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, we'll be drunker than usual. Yeah. But that's to come. <laughs> but uh, I suppose we should start off uh, as normal with what's new with you. So, Connor, what's new with you? Well, as I said before, well, four weeks ago now, I was still in the Jetta at that point. The boar has been off the road and fight me. I had bought Vagcom when Halfers on it with Stefan and it actually worked the second time. I ran, so I think I got, uh, somehow you got air into the ABS system, into the pump. So you can go on, purge it, basically, and run it through it. Quite a nightmare of a process, as both Lee and Stefan know, because we're doing it. How many liters of brake fluid have I bought you now? Well, I ran five through it, and it still didn't work. Five that was fun. liters? Yep. And we got another five, and we got it going. But it still wasn't 100%. And Stefan says to me, he says, just take it and drive it and try it. You know, the first time it was dangerous, like there wasn't a brake on it. This time it wasn't bad and I drove it for about a week and it got good. So Came it seems good. to have solved the problem. So it got ceramic coating that self-heals. You know? Yeah, pretty much self-healing brakes. Yeah, very good. I don't know what they've done, but they'd work. So um, exactly. Well, I'm back in, uh, re- I was going to say relative comfort. It's a 20 year old car, but it does have heated seats, which is nice. Oh, yeah. And it's marginally quieter it's, than the I was going to say Jetta. it's less rattly than the Jetta, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I do miss the Jetta's raspy note. I'm sure the neighbours don't of me leaving at seven in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. The boar's... The boar's not that loud. No, but it's got a wee exhaust on. You know, it's... It does. I can hear you coming home. I do. I normally don't really hear you leave in the morning, mm-hmm. but I definitely hear you coming home. See, this is actually quite funny because I always think I slow down. You when you're nearly home and you try and take it easy for the neighbours and all. And then he's like, yeah, I can hear you coming in every time. I'm like, well, Oh, I can hear enough. you from the main road. Like, No, you'll definitely hear me in the main road because I'm hammering. <laughs> um... I had a bit of a problem at the back end as well. Do you know the setup in those four motions? Oh, you're still talking about the car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have constant back end problems. Um, the bottom bolt that goes through the shock into like the hub carrier. Yeah, it's very tight. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Volkswagen and in their infinite wisdom decided to make the hub section, like the hub carrier, threaded. And over time, obviously, I assume the threads wore out or get damaged over time. And one of them exited stage left on me. Very nice. Yep. So I was driving home and I was like, this thing feels very bouncy at the back. I was like, what is going on here? And I was like, this new just real wallowy. Which the car is really not like that. Pull it in, bolt gone. So when I actually, I ordered an OEM bolt and I seen on the owner's club that it's actually quite a common problem on them. And guys were just drilling the threads out and putting a 14 mil, or like a longer M14 through a nut on it. Yeah. So I ordered both. Tried the OEM one, and that's what sort of confirmed that the threads were damaged, so just drilled it out and had it done in about 10 minutes, which was nice. So no no more issues there. Um, That's pretty much me. I still haven't got near doing anything with the cabriolet that I talked about, and I need to sort of try and work out what I'm going to do with the workshop. Winter setting in. It's depressing. Yeah. Well, the workshop's bunged full of cars. <laughs> we haven't got our new one done, Um, you know, because of the issue with materials and stuff like yeah. that, which has been a pain in the ass, but no, it's just... I'm trying to work out the best way to store cars, but still be able to work on them over winter. But at the minute, it's just a nightmare. What about yeah. you guys? Lee, I think you. Um, not much really new with me. I've been working away a lot recently and racking up the miles on the good supply, but flashed up service coming up due again soon. And I was like, I only got it serviced like not that long ago. Sake. I noticed that the other day when I was driving the I service know. lights on it. I've got a Viacom all turned off and just ignore it. <laughs> I did. I was coming uh, up from Dublin today. I experienced that thing, which I imagine other people experience, but this time I was the other people. And there was a group of cars in the left lane of the M50, like old cars, like modified cars and stuff, mm -hmm. obviously all traveling together, going somewhere I don't know where. But it was class and I was like driving past, like rubbernecking, looking around at them all and going, oh, that's cool, that's cool. So it was like... First one I noticed was a Ford Anglia. Mm -hmm. I think there was a Granada and then a Rolls Royce Silver something. Silver Phantom or something like that? Yeah. Or is it Ghost? I don't know. Um, Too rich for my blood. And then a 190 and an old Mini and an old Defender and an E30. And then kind of in the middle of it all, like a, I don't know, like a mid-2000s Corvette Stingray. Right. Oh, wow. I think it's a Stingray. Like the C real roundy C5 or C6. Yeah. And no, like a few others no. that I can't think of, but there was, you know, there's about 20 cars and it was class and I was just driving along going, I wonder is this what it's like when we convoy to shows and stuff, like the general public are like looking at you. And today I was the general public in my diesel superb going, look at those. I know it's funny. <laughs> like back memories. It's weird seeing older stuff on the road when it's not your own. Like I've been daily in the Jetta and it's been parked in the car park amongst like, you know, like all, the, like all our engineers and stuff trying like modern expensive stuff and this we mark one jetta sitting tucked away in the corner but everybody talks about it and everybody's like what's in that and what is a senior jetta and all it's interesting like i like seeing older stuff on the road yeah it's brilliant i think it's a common sight the last few months because with very little shows on and stuff like that i think cars and coffee and meats are just massive and yeah people want to use this stuff now. yeah so but it's great to see them out and about absolutely absolutely what about yourself nigel oh nothing much you know just nothing much looking through the the uh, car adverts online and all the rest of it, just the usual thing. And then got a message on Sunday from my brother. Mm -hmm. uh, have you seen this here? And he knows my uh, addiction to Mark 5s. <laughs> and I sort of went, yeah, I need that like a hole in the head. But the, you know, you have a 
devil and the angel on your yep. shoulders. The devil shouted louder. You're probably like Lane of two devils. Before I knew it, I was <laughs> test driving a three-door edition 30. Of course, which you just sold. Yeah. So. I was going to say, did you not just get rid of your edition 30? You absolutely well, here. Yeah, That was six months ago I sold it. That's crazy. It doesn't seem like that long ago. Yeah. Um, Different spec on this one, though. But you sold the OZs, haven't you? I sold them. So what are you going to do? I don't know. Find your wheel. <laughs> no, um, I say this now, and you'll probably quote this two months down the line, but... Oh, I will. It'll be very late. It's not going to be modified. No. Oh, keep her oh, he's stock. covering his ass oh, as he know, says it'll be very late modification. <laughs> oh, well, it's definitely going to get um, a good set of coilovers. It's got... See, my problem with the old Edition 30 was not a problem, but it was just... It was too com- low. Completely extreme. Yeah. And when I did... Now, uh, you can probably quote me saying this, when I put the fast road suspension in it and the 18s, I loved the way it drove. You did. I think you said that at the time, yeah. And But you missed how it looked. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but I love driving a good setup Mark V hard. People shit talk Mark Vs and they're such a good all-rounder. Um, they're not the best looking car in the world, but no. jeepers, they drive mm-hmm. well. Distant 30, they come standing over 230. What do I need to do to it? I'm up. I found an exhaust on Tuesday night oh, did you? Uh, <laughs> and uh, a good size suspension but I do they make like much difference if they put like an intake on them or anything like that does it make any generally, generally it's 15 to my break oh jeez because right. the airbox on them is very restrictive is the airbox am I right in thinking it's built into the actual engine cover ah, it's real stupid oh, it's just yeah so it probably is restrictive then yeah so yeah I collected it on test drove it Monday or Tuesday morning it was night shift that week brought it home the following day and it's actually away today I'm picking it up tomorrow morning because it, it was it was due a time belt and a service mm-hmm. it's had oh forgot to mention it's a DSG yeah I was waiting on this <laughs> <laughs> the man who shit talks DSGs yeah um, look how you find it it was I've only drove it twice <laughs> <laughs> It hasn't insured or anything. It hasn't found it yet. <laughs> it hasn't insured yet. Um, it was very, very well priced. And I just thought... I need that. What's the lose, eh? Only Fair. more money. <laughs> so You're only young once. Um, bought it. We'll see what happens. Um, it doesn't 30s hold their money. It's red, isn't it? It's red, three-door. It's pretty much the same spec as Gethin had in his one, then. His a red three-door in DSG. DSG three-door, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. So what are you expecting then? If you do like a map on that filter and exhaust, he's sort of thinking... I'll filter exhaust during the 300. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. A map, I think, takes him, I think it's 280 in the, a, in the KO4. That's the thing about modern, like or turbo more cars. modern cars, more modern and you know, that kind of thing. It's just like easy. Yeah. You th- sort of think easy, and if that was like your car, say like a new showy, fun weekend car, you're like, oh, it's too easy, but for something that you want to just have a bit of fun in and buy and you just go there's X amount of pounds I can have 300 horsepower it's yeah. absolutely incredible like, no I'm not saying too easy I'm just no but I know what you mean because like there's a lot of people it's say, cool but it's easy yeah but a lot of people prefer to go like you know down the route of like cams and carbs and things like that and they will shit talk that but it, there's there's such a you know, a market for it as well it's incredible that depends you can what you want it for if it's going to be your like daily or semi daily or depends on the Mm-hmm. Application the application, yeah. I, when I was sort of humming it over, whether to buy it or not, all these things started to make sense in my head. Well, they always do. The crowd was going, you're going to have nothing quick over the winter. And at one point, two weeks ago, I was going to buy a four motion again. Another or four like motion? A, or like a, a TT or something? I really want a four motion. Yeah. 
it's, no, the only thing, the only thing about the four motion, because I'm used to driving turbo diesels and turbo cars. You'll think the it's power. Slow. The power's just not there. Well, I'll tell you this. I said to Lee the other day, I got out of driving her Jetta, and the like, I've never claimed the bore is quick, but it doesn't feel as fast as the Jetta. Yeah, it's it's very smooth. It's a deceptive power. Yeah, but I don't want the power to be deceptive when I'm driving a car. I want it to go. Yes, you feel you have two hundred brake. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I basically, Lee and I need to set up a bit of a drag race and see. But I'm still convinced that the Jetta is quicker than the Bora because it's, it's not much less powerful, but it's a lot lighter. Yeah. Right. Well, what so, are they? What are they? 900 kilograms. The Jetta is eight fifty, and it's eight fifty and Bora's fifteen hundred. Yeah, and approximately one fifty horsepower versus two hundred. It should be quicker then. Mm-hmm. It's noticeable. It's annoying me. Supercharger time. <laughs> yeah, so... Did, did a cheap supercharger setup not come up not that did. long ago you only didn't we, buy it? Only we have in the garage built. I, I have this thing in my head where I can't buy anything until we have the garage built. You know, it's like a guilty thing. And a cheap charger come up and I was like, oh my God. A charger. I drove a... Should have bought it. Um, far from Lisburn there. He had a supercharged VR6. I compare the power and the power delivery to an E36 M3. Yes, I think you said that before. Yeah, just like a lovely linear. Linear, linear, mm. linear, Gary, Gary linear. <laughs> very linear delivery of power, smooth. Just how you want your power I, delivered. No, it's. I think it's going to happen at some point. So, so yes, yeah, you're not, back not, on Mark not, Five. Nothing usual. Nothing out of the ordinary happening for me. Just buying stupid not. cars again. <laughs> Look, it's how's that go down? At home? T- <laughs> didn't care. My wife. That's she's just you've the part of her so chilled out. Another friend of ours. It's your money. Do what you want. That's usually what I get told. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Was our other friend got told this, but it was like a. It wasn't a do what you want. It was like you know a backhanded slap in the face kind of thing, <laughs> and he went and done it anyway, which was even better. <laughs> <laughs> My wife says to me. Why did you sell your old one when I bought this one? There you go. Well, that was my thinking, to be fair. Yeah. These women always stick together. I, just I love grey. You know me and grey cars. Yeah. Like, and as I've said before, I don't like Mark Fives, but I did like yours. Yeah. Yeah. So then... Well, you had your two, fun with it. Two days later, I sold the OZs. Because in my head, I know I'm not going to go hardcore with that car. You want to drive it? And I just thought, then wheels are just going to sit there. Aye. Why not sell them? No, they went to good home anyway. Money, I seen new who, money buys new goods. I don't know if he's posted them or not. He sent me a photo of them, but they're going to look good. He sent me a photo too. Nah, yeah. they'll look well. Shall we move on to news? Yeah. Uh, Nigel, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, just a quick one. The British Rally Championship will not be held in Northern Ireland in 2022. Hang on, I seen during the week that it was potentially it going be, to be. Yeah. So it's not? The British Rally Championship have announced that they're not going to be holding an event in Northern Ireland in 2022 when they announced the list of seven events happening throughout England, Wales and Scotland. And why not? Well, I'll get into that now, but um, usually they would have a round here in some, some shape or form, Ulster Rally, Cork Rally, whatever. Mm-hmm. And no, it's been pulled basically. So Ian Campbell, who's the championship manager, explained... That he's sticking to mainland events in 2022. Um, he says, while 2021 events have been well received by our competitors, um, and remember that this is a participation sport paid for by the competitor and not by the spectating fans, mainly due to the short nature of the rallies, short as in time away from work, which pays for the sport and in competitive mileage, which saves in bu- overall budget for fuel, insurance, tyres, etc. So the thought for 2022 was to continue in this vein. Don't get me wrong. We all, competitors, events and championships, would all love to put on longer events. It just isn't viable for the British Rallying Championship with where the marketplace is at the moment. 
So, well, like, nobody will tell me otherwise that these aren't the best rally roads in, in the world. I'll just say it. Like, yeah. Ireland, Northern Ireland, and more, what part of the country you go to, tarmac rallies in this country are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I think what he's basically saying is, is money. I wonder, has there been complaints from some of the top competitors? Maybe can't be bothered coming over or something? Well, I would say it's that, and maybe they couldn't attract them to come over. Ah, fair enough, I'd yeah. I'd rather to save them going right we're having a rally and then having to cancel it six people turning up kind yeah. of thing yeah fair enough I think there's a bit of that too but well, that's sad a bit, news a bit for of a shame but hopefully the WRC thing comes to fruition it should be good yeah I think it was in university when Rally Ireland came for WRC probably 2011 would that be right it was everybody's raving about it and I watched it when I was here and I don't know if it was the organisation I heard who ran it yeah. but it was a shambles yeah I heard that so it was so we, we, we stood at two up. stages and I think we've seen about four cars just because of complete chaos. Aye, just too many at it. Yeah. Are you looking for a job? Yes, I had a really bad week in work. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only one that's not. <laughs> well, if you head over to uswitch.com, which is a kind of online energy comparison site. Uh-huh. That sounds like an advert. Sorry, I had this discussion with my wife this week because I heard an advert on the radio from U-Switch basically going yeah energy prices are going up so our advice is to stay where you are because there's not much option, many options and I'm sitting there going they have paid to tell advertising you. budget to tell you we can do feck all <laughs> we'll switch but don't <laughs> you know Sorry. Well, they're now offering, uh, they're running a competition to offer the winner the chance to get paid a thousand pounds to watch 30 seasons of Top Gear Right. <laughs> now, I could watch that up to about season 20 and then I'd have to, like, fake. I'd have to get somebody in. That's what my son does weekly. He watches get the Top job. Gear and Loop. There you go. <laughs> What's the idea behind this? So, the idea is They're looking to, to cancel Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> no, what they're trying to do is, I don't really know why, but they want to determine which car brand has been featured the most throughout the series run of Top Gear. And so like Mercedes, Ford, that, whatever. Yeah. So I don't I don't know why they want to know that. No. But and it, it doesn't say on this article, but basically you can get a paid a thousand pounds to watch all the seasons and the only kind of thing is you have to keep note of how many times each brand is comes up, comes up or is featured. Um you have a three month period to watch all 30 seasons so that equates to 10 seasons a month or 2.6 episodes a day roughly so That's rookie numbers contest is open to uk residents you aged 18 years and over and you can enter up until the 18th of november with the draw happening on the 22nd of november i'm gonna enter that yeah so am i yeah sweet <laughs> just you do that you could do that like outside of your normal job two and a half episodes a week a day yeah yes you have to be over 18 yeah, that's it. I think we all qualify. Oh, Jack, Sorry. Over 18. Jack, my son, will be gutted. <laughs> he probably do it anyway. You get him to watch it on your behalf. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Jack, we'll give you 100 quid to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say how much they're giving you for it? 1,000 quid. 1,000 pound. Pound. Oh, do you all right? Happy enough. I feel you're bored for a week. Uh-huh. But another exhaust on us. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully a reload listener uh, wins. Yeah, that would actually be Or a reload cool. host, potentially. I like it. You'll take commission, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Well, you'll also, sorry, I should mention, uh, the prize also includes exclusive Top Gear merchandise. There you go. You get a pen. Sweet. Probably. <laughs> um, well, my first bit is, 
it's a bit of a strange one for a car podcast, but there's a new drug on the market. So this actually came Car-cane. out. Carcane. Carcane is, is close. <laughs> um, this came out a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't get covering it because we weren't on the last one. But it's in the uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. This can only be good. Of course, yes. And it's called a bomb. And it basically consists of this like mystery substance mixed with a mixture of vitamin tablets, sleeping pills, and pretty much anything else they can get their hands on. And they either smoke it or snort it. And this mystery ingredient, you ask? The contents of a catalytic converter. Oh, Jesus. Right? Yes. So apparently they're is that stealing... not metal? Yeah, it's pl- like platinum and uranium. Yeah. And is it, no, maybe not uranium. It's platinum and... Oh, I used to know the three of them. It is. It's valuable metals. Though. Yes. That's why people steal them, because yes. they're worth money. So I don't know what is going on, but... I'm a man who definitely hasn't removed every cat from his car ever, wink, wink. But you don't want to breathe the contents of that stuff, yeah. never mind smoke it or snort it. Plus, see with the price of cats at the minute that you're getting paid for them, would it not be cheaper just to snort cocaine? Or gold. Or gold, yes. <laughs> That's quick maths, Connor. Yeah. Oh, I got so, yes, people... Ha- Reload ah. recommended cocaine. Cocaine, yes. Don't snort catalytic converters. Is that a six-month contract sponsorship deal you're talking there? I think so, yeah. Wonder they give cash. I Sponsored cash. by Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> Back in those rally days, we'll have reload up the side of the car. <laughs> in the Renault Four, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I've watched that uh, thing on Netflix. I keep meaning to watch it. The Boys in Miami, the drug dealers. and Cowboys. Have you no, watched it? Have you seen it? No, but somebody. I want to say Jack or so. Somebody in America mm-hmm. definitely recommended it to Sounds me, good. and I can't remember who it was. So sorry if you're listening. Um, it's just too famous but, to know. Based in the trailer, they, they were asked why they kept going because mm-hmm. their motorsport team was expensive and they need to keep chasing that drug yeah. quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, kids, don't do cat. Not cat, cat. So uh, yeah, that's me for that one. Next item then is that you can now order. Now this is bad news, Lee. This is your worst nightmare. Oh, no. You can now order a Mark II Golf. That's Tesla part. I seen this. Ian K sent me this actually. <laughs> Do you know Gwen? Stefani. <laughs> Gwen, yourself. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Walk straight into that one. So, uh, Edub services, w- which are I think it's northeast, just above Leeds and ha- above Harrogate. Yeah. They announced the conversions this week. They've actually done a lot of electric conversions, and they are offering a fully kitted out Mark II Golf now. I can't get to the fine details of this on their website whether you provide the Mark II Golf or I they think, provide it. I think you have to. Like I think a Tesla motor to buy alone is ten to twenty grand. Uh-huh. I just checked. Wasn't somebody in America? Who was oh, it? It was Emmett O'Leary. Oh, there you go. Thanks, Emmett. <laughs> Sorry, Emmett. Close. Very close. <laughs> uh, so they're offering a Tesla unit, and I think there's two options on it with motors. The one they're basically pushing is the called the E50 pack, which is a fifty-three kilowatt hour battery which is about equates to 167 brake horsepower and has a range of 170 miles it charges it in one hour with the correct charger it's not bad I suppose um, trying to stuff this, that technology into an old car they can offer more horsepower but they've s- described it as unnecessary 
this is where it fell down for me. And this is, Ian was sent me this and I was like, this all sounds pretty cool. And then it said, yes, it's, what is it, 160 odd horsepower? 67. It's, cap- it's, it's capable of like 260. 270. But we don't think that it needs it. I'm like, when yeah. does it not Ke- need Ke- more Ke- power? see the company director. Uh, it could manage the full 270 brake horsepower, but it's not that fun to drive. Is False. he broken? False. Is, does Kit have no arms? What is wrong with this man? Can't drive with his After teeth. a lot of testing, 160 brake horsepower feels perfect. Plus, with no gear changes or revving, you get all the power from second. You press in the throttle and place of the gear stick as a subtle drive selector, drive, neutral, or reverse. The clutch is gone too, so your left foot has plenty of space to stretch out. We in decide, a Mark two, False. Yeah, we decide <laughs> to keep the interior as original as possible with three simple dials in the dash showing miles an hour state of charge and amps instead of res with fancy regen section to the dial heating is high voltage from the battery pack so it's instant warmth plus all the batteries are upgraded to LED inside and out um, they've spent the last 15 months perfecting the components and fabrication work of this conversion with unique bespoke battery boxes and drive unit subframe the engine bay of the Golf looks like it's designed to take this setup from the beginning well to be fair the way the Golf setup works on a subframe you can just bolt anything in which yeah is it handy. wouldn't matter so let's get to the crux of it. So why do you leave? I don't know if the they supply a Mark II. I suspect you drive your Mark II and they convert it. Mm-hmm. Prices start from a cool fifty five thousand. Of course. And you supply the car. And but can't to be confirm honest, that, can't even confirm if you it. didn't supply the car, you know what? You'll get a semi cleanish Mark Mark II eight valve, say, because no matter what you start with, really, there for what five or six grand. Mm. You know, so even if you took that off, it's still. What, 45 grand? Yeah. How much is a Tesla, like, just to buy? The cheapest Teslas, I think, are in around 30, 40, maybe. Oh, they've been so more cheaper. Than more, uh, I think they started 40 old. Hmm. I think in America they're 30 or uh, 40. Maybe that's where I've seen the numbers then. But then we get the... Well, why leave another 110 tax. horsepower on the table? I would say in front wheel drive. And the torque. And the torque. It just lights spin. the tires. That'll be fun. Like your TDI yes, Mark II. Exactly. The, that. the torque is just through the roof. So yeah. they've just went, look, people are going to kill themselves. Let them. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> Natural selection. Yeah, it's a Mark II. You're going to die at some point anyway. I don't, I wonder if that's... No, it isn't the same. What do, what do we say? It was 160 something? Yeah, 162. So what's that compared to the Jetta? A wee bit more? So like, Much heavier is a Mark II well, than that's a Mark right. I, well, that's Not what actually that what, much. But what I thought was with the batteries and that thing, it's going to be a lot heavier. Mm, true. You thought you wanted a bit more power. The good thing about that is all your weight's not going to be over the front. You, you could put your battery in the low, back with yeah. the motor in the front so you can sort of, to, it, it might handle quite well. I think I've watched a few um, YouTube channels where they've talked about doing these conversions and I mm-hmm. think, I think it was actually the throttle channel. They'd done a Tesla conversion in one of their cars and I think they buy the bare bones from a scrapyard, the Tesla motor and the battery pack and all, it was 10 to 20 grand or was something. Was this the Tesla swapped uh, C10 pickup? A green one? I, I'm not sure. Somebody on YouTube has done that recently, I've been meaning to watch it. But, but that's, yeah. that's your starting block, so if you're charging 55k, I'm sure in the UK, it's probably 20 or 30 to buy that. Yeah, I, base you can do it setup. cheaper, you can use like Nissan Leaf motors and stuff like that, which yeah. are more readily available and they're a lot cheaper, which is good, but... It's, I suppose it's like anything you can turn around and say, well, it used to be years ago the firm would do a turnkey conversion VR6 swap on your Mark II, but you could do it for half the price yourself, but it's no one how to do it, I suppose. Yeah. So sorry to uh, and bring ups- that up upset on us. all those Mark II fans out there, but <laughs> yourself <laughs> included. 
a sad day in uh, print media world. We have another RIP. Do you see this? Yeah. The last car. The last car, indeed. Fast Car Magazine. So I grew up, and I'm sure plenty of others did. Maybe you guys did too. Who know? Well, actually, we talked about this in the Max Power episode way back with the guys. They didn't read Max Power because there were too many tits in it. But yeah. A fast car was no better at the end of And naked women as well. Oh, yes. Fast car had slightly fewer titties. Are you sure? Yeah, but like Re- not Re- much. But, but Revs was, was like nuts with cars. It was, yeah. <laughs> so you had Max Power, Revs, Redline, and uh, Fast Car, and I read them all. And out of all that, they've slowly all dropped off, and Fast Car was the last left. I would say PVW, the clock's ticking too. I've always been worried about that. 1990, or sorry, 1987 Fast Car came out. and 87? Yeah, 87. Same year as me. It was actually long before the Max Park, because I think the Max Park was early 90s. Um, so it got a good run, and it's dead in its current format, and they're switching it to online only now. So they're going to still do like a, you know, a lot of those magazines will do like an online version you can download onto your uh, like iPad and that sort of thing. Just not the same for me as the thing. No. Um. I actually had my polo featured in Fast Car years ago, and it's probably come back about 12 years ago or so. Um, it's probably one of the big... I think Rocco put a post up the day. Yeah, Rocco done a lot with yeah. them as well. Um, actually, Fast Car had a big connection with Northern Ireland. They used to come over for cruises, and yeah. Steve McCann used to do photography and stuff for them. And yeah. Steve shot a lot the of stuff The Fast Car cruises were class. But do you, like, I remember then in the 90s, between... JK Auto Spares and other body kit places here. Some of the maddest body kits mm-hmm. were so abundant here. because we're all nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the guys used to love coming over here because, like, as soon as you heard an English magazine was coming over for, for a cruise, like, everybody I'm waiting just, to buy new tires. I'm going to smoke them. Yeah. So there's pictures of you. Uh-huh. Pictures of you with her. Allegedly. In, uh, there's a picture of me in Fastcar with my um, hazard light switch from the Nova. That's right. That, that was actually our first, uh, Lee and I's first Valentine's night together. Was it a fast oh, car cruise? So romantic. In Arts. In Newton Arts. Where are you taking me tonight, dear? <laughs> Two, oh, let's go to the fast car cruise. 2010. Oh, You're so romantic. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun night. Um, yeah, that's pretty much our relationship, like, isn't it? So, yeah, RIP fast car. That, that actual night I got my, fo- or the night before I got my photo shoot done was a Sunday night, or Saturday night. We all went out in Lurgan. And went out for a few drinks and ended up. This is like the lightly modified few drinks. Lightly modified, yeah. (laughs) I was lightly modified that night. And uh, Connor Brogan was down from Oma and he was staying in my house. Oh, so that's why he was in the background of the photo shoot? Yes. And he just looked like a boy band? We. I'm still drunk in those photos. (laughs) And I woke up the next morning. My mum actually woke me and she was like, You need to go for your photo shoot. And she was like, Where's Connor? And I was like, Oh, he's here. And I rolled over and he wasn't there. And I had no recollection of where he was. And it turned out I'd been so drunk outside the bar that I just was standing there. And they were all going back to our friend Trevor's house, which is about a five mile walk. And the partner, they said to me, you coming? And I went, yeah, and stood there and they all walked off. And Connor talked to me for about two miles before he realized that I wasn't there. Oh, very good. Hi. Uh, <laughs> it was a rough night. So thanks, Fast Car, for that one. So a sad day. But sad day in the parish. Hopefully we don't lose too many more. But I think, as you say, Nigel, it's the way of them all at the moment like isn't it yeah it is but I have a subscription to Evo magazine and as much as Dizzle is good it's nothing like having a printed magazine in your hand that's it like a young teenage boy yeah. you want it in your hands you want it in your hand Very never out of your hands I like that <laughs> not the teenage boy am I that well I actually bought a few magazines last weekend you did yeah because you're always complaining you can't get PVW anywhere that's a disaster. like it's really hard to find so there's a petrol station between Lisburn and Moira called Broomhedge 
and they have a huge selection of magazines of all all colors sorts. and creeds shall we say all sorts all of magazines sorts, yeah. including the top shelf cellophane wrapped yeah. type laminated for your pleasure yes um but i bought pbw for you practical classics which is another brilliant magazine by the way yeah i really like it and i can't remember what the other one was but it was some kind of like science journal right magazine and it whatever the cover story was looked really interesting so i bought that too because i really like a magazine i just mm-hmm. yeah no, i just like it it's not the same reading on your phone like no definitely not um, my next news is slightly um, YouTube-ish, I suppose. Um, so I probably should have put it in the YouTube section. But um, there was a collision uh, in the week there in Oklahoma where an Amtrak train crashed into a car transporter that was beached on the lines. Ooh, lovely. And it's just like something you would see in a film. Chaos. Like full cars flying in the air. Shit, I haven't seen that. Like... It's crazy. Um, new cars, I take it. Yeah. There's new car shortages as it is, never mind putting them up the road <laughs> with I'm trains. I'm not sure if they were new, but they must have been. Modernish, like. It wasn't like a lorry transporter. It was more like a pickup fifth oh, wheel. Yeah, like a swan neck type thing. Yeah. But it's, you know, it had like, I don't know, five or six cars on it, kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, we'll post a link to the video. Yeah. Um, it's mad. It was somebody obviously came up behind to the the crossing and had a video and was videoing it and then you can see them videoing like the barriers are down the lights are flashing and there's obviously this trailer on the track so your man obviously steps out of the car because he knows what's going to happen <laughs> yeah and uh would you yeah, not reverse your car back out of the way and not step out <laughs> maybe he's not gonna claim <laughs> but yeah so the you know when you go up sometimes over a railway crossing it's like raised yeah some of it's this transporter got beached and couldn't get out of the way and the train couldn't stop in time R.A.P. trailer nice I don't think anybody was injured some of the the train passengers were taken to hospital with minor injuries but no fatalities or anything but the video was crazy like you just see this car just going whew like (laughs) (laughs) yeet it's like a Marvel (laughs) film (laughs) yeah check it out it's only like a 15 second clip but yeah you get it all from the 15 seconds my final uh, story was just an article I've seen this week and it was about stolen cars in the UK are up 33% from 2019. Uh, the statistic was that 75,000 cars were stolen in the UK in 2020. Right. Which led on to another story of the top 10 models that were st- stolen. I'm sure this will be interesting. So, it, it'll surprise you. Cascai is number 10. Yeah. What? At 655. Uh, Five series with number nine. Yeah. Um E Class Mercedes number eight. Okay. Land Rover Discovery was seven. Number six was the Vauxhall Astra. What? Five was a three series BMW. Four was a Ford Focus. Three was a Golf. Two was a Range Rover. What was number one? Go for it. A Ford Fiesta. Right. I was thinking it's most common cars. Well, what I would have been thinking was it's your premium cars that are more expensive to repair end up getting chopped up and sold to dodgy shops for repair. But I would say the easier stolen cars are stolen more. Probably, yeah. More easily stolen and more common, just numbers wise. Ah, yeah, it's a numbers game, I suppose. That's why Cash Guy is always my answer because it's, <laughs> it's like the most commonly sold car. Yeah. What car do you not want to buy? Cash Guy. Cash Guy. It's always the answer. <laughs> So. A weird list. Yeah, was indeed. Um, my next bit then, 
Nigel, I think you talked about this a few episodes ago about the Irish guys heading over to Russia for the RDS, the Russian Drift Championship. Yep. Or series, sorry. So successful they were indeed, as always, with the Irish boys. And they finished the championship with Jack Shanahan finishing first overall and James Dean taking second. I think James Dean won the final the final round, but it wasn't enough to take the championship for him. But Absolutely phenomenal to see the Irish guys doing so well over there. Um, yep, well done, I don't, think I don't think there's anybody really can touch Irish guys drifting. It's just... It's absolutely insane. That the, they just go and dominate everything. Yeah. And it's great to see it. Like, the James Dean went to the States. Do you remember when he was young, young? Like, James is only, what, 30 there at the minute? I, I, I truly believe it's a lot to do with having limited resources and money. Makes you need to drive, drive harder. And yep. the... I don't know, just... It's just absolute raw talent with yeah. those guys, like. And I watched, like, a, a good few of James's runs, and he's throwing that thing around, and it just... It goes exactly where you want it, which... Yes, that's what you want it to do, but it doesn't work for everyone, that's the thing. You know, and it's just, he's flawless every it time. It takes me back to a video, I think it was a Drift Game video, and have you seen their big monster Mustang they have for Drift in the black one? Yes, aye. Dave Egan was taking it around... Was it Mandela track or somewhere? And he's having re- real trouble. No, it was the cart track down Cork, I think. And he's having trouble. Maybe it wasn't, I don't know. Anyway, he was having trouble with the handling of it and saying, oh, it's this and that. And Dave was throwing about and struggling with it and all the rest of it. James Dean, he's given a run on it to uh-huh. see what he thinks of the car and what could be done with it. James Dean got in the car he'd never driven before and he just absolutely sent it Aye. perfectly. He gets out and goes, ah, it needs a few wee tweaks, but it's a good car. It's a good car. <laughs> Guess he fuck you, Dave. <laughs> But like Dave Egan isn't a bad driver because he I think he got in the he top sixteen in T side there two weeks ago. Yeah. So I just shows you enough, the difference. The levels. So no, he's obviously top of his game. Did you guys mention on the last episode as well about Craig Bing uh, Craig yep. Craig Breen getting his getting contract? The, yeah, the WRC yep. contract. So um Lee, have you another one? Uh my last one is about a local event that is happening next Saturday. So it'll be Saturday coming when this comes out which is Euro Car Parts Castle Ray are holding a Cars and Coffee morning on Saturday the 30th of October uh, in aid of Pieta House, which is a suicide and mental health charity in Ireland. Um, so really good cause. If, you can, if you're around Belfast um, next Saturday, come down, have a cup of coffee and throw a few quid in the bucket. Really good cause. And, uh, there should be a few nice cars at it too because a lot of the Euro guys are into their cars I as well I would say like, so yeah. yeah so I think they have um, That's Prince, all the Euro Prince car Region parts Road, isn't it? yeah branches all over Ireland including Northern Ireland and Republic are doing a lot of stuff for Peta House all week mm-hmm. um, there'll be kind of raffles and you know bake sales and all this kind of stuff going on so Castle Ray are doing this um, coffee morning on Saturday so should be good crack there's plenty of room there too so. oh they do yeah um Another one for me then is Chevy have produced a new crate engine. Have you seen this here? I've seen pictures being shared. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's so cool. Um, Where's going electric, Connor? Told you. A Chevy aren't. <laughs> <laughs> um, stick this in your Mark II Golf. <laughs> so it's uh, it starts off well, starts off strong. It's a 10.4 litre V8 because uh, you just need Sorry. more litres. <laughs> a 10.4 litre V8 produces 1,004 horsepower. 876 foot-pounds of torque. Is that charged? No, that's the best of it. It's NA. So Dodd's done the, the Elephant engine, which was a 1,000 horsepower, but it was turbo, I think. They've done this NA. Uh, it's fully forged. 
that's like, insane. This, this is what gets me about the angst. But to be fair, it's kind of a case of if it's not broke, don't fix it. Push rods. They're still running push rods. Like British cars have push rods in the what the fifties, and like Harley still have the push rods. But I suppose it just simplifies things. It's actually non-direct injection as well, so it's pretty basic sort of architecture I was with what say, they're doing. Ford not have push rods up till like the early two thousands. Like car, my car was yeah. push rod. Yeah. yeah, but you've got to respect that they've stuck to a traditional engine. Just uh, worked on it, worked on it, worked on, it, and the every man can still work on it. Well, that's it. Yeah, and like. I think I would do well in those companies because I don't like change and these people clearly don't like change either. <laughs> but what got me thinking about this was 10, you, you sort of rattle off and you think 10.4 litres, yeah, that's a big engine. Think of the physical size of the components, that thing. So each cylinder is 1.3 litres. So my first car was a Vauxhall Corsa, was a one litre. And there's more in one cylinder in that thing than there is in my entire Corsa. <laughs> It's just fucking crazy. Um, I just can't get over an NA making a thousand horsepower. Yeah, it's it's absolutely not. Suppose the torques through the roof as well. There's yeah, the torques um, eight hundred and seventy six. So you're going to need some sort of gearbox to hold up to that line. Some sort of tires. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be an absolute smoke machine. Um, no price on it yet. There's a similar engine. It's based off of, and it's it's seven. It's only seven hundred and twenty seven horsepower. Uh, sure. And it's sixteen thousand um, dollars. So they reckon this is probably going to go for around twenty or so. But do you think twenty thousand dollars is what at the minute roughly? Thirty pounds, about fifteen grand. 15, uh, imagine trying to get fifty. Imagine trying to build an engine that'll do a thousand horsepower for fifteen grand reliably yeah. out of the, the box. An NA, you couldn't do it. I think it's absolutely amazing. I and an engine that'll keep going. And yep. There'll be no problems with the turbo or nope. That's yeah, why I like NS stuff because yeah. you don't have those kind of issues. It's great. £14,539.30. Yeah. yeah. As there of today. Yep. <laughs> um, have you any more, Lee? No. So I'll just finish up here. This isn't really so much news, but um, the F1 is in Texas this weekend. The Yeehaw. Circuit of Americas. And Yeehaw indeed. And Daniel Ricciardo has went full Ricky Bobby. If you've I've, seen, I've seen him in his outfits. <laughs> yeah. He's got the Stetson on. He's got the cowboy shirts. He's doing all of his interviews in the worst American accent I've ever heard. It's actually worse than mine. Um, it's just absolutely phenomenal to watch. It'll be over by the time this comes out, but check it out on social media if you haven't seen it. I wonder what he's going to do when he retires from racing. I don't know, going to stand up or something. It'll be a TV thing or something. The man will be bored shitless. He'd do programs with a Discovery Channel or something. He comes across as such a likable guy. Um, I listened to another podcast, uh, Dax Shepard, the actor, yeah. and he interviewed him. And interviewed a bit about Formula One, but it's more about his life and where he came from. Such a really nice guy, and just he's from the sticks, apparently. Yeah, think it's, it was in need or try to survive. He just sort of come from nothing. Yeah, and you see, like the way he gets on, just seems to be in general. He just wants to have a laugh and have a bit of fun, which is great. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah, check that out. And my final bit again isn't really news, but I thought it was interesting. A few interesting vehicles for sale locally this week. Um. First one, Gavin Black, we had on. That's right. His crafter van, the bagged crafter van, is for that's, sale. And yeah, that's it's insane. On, it's on the John 44 um, Facebook page, and it's just blown up with comments because it's just something totally obscure. Um, what like, are the buys saying? What's that, sir? What are the buys saying? Oh, just everybody tagging, you need this, oh, sir, right, sorry, sorry. It's just, it's so good. I thought when you said John 44. Aye. And, uh, Worked on the grass for the boys. Yeah. 
my other one, like you actually tagged me in this. I don't know if you've seen it or not, Nigel. Is do you know what Proton Jumbuck pickup? Mm. Proton done this thing. It's literally it's like a it's at the end of the nineties. Like Proton version of the Caddy. I was going to say it's a Proton version of the yeah. Caddy. Terrible thing. Someone has body converted it to run uh or basically an Evo Four body kit. So it has a full Evo 4 front end, the back bumper. This thing looks absolutely cool. We'll have it's the so cool. photos of it. Lee sent me it. And I was like, where the hell is that for sale? I looked and it was Lauren. I was like, we don't get things like that over here. It's maybe bought in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. I'll oh zoom in on there for you. That's cool. The problem with it is, it's about five grand, which is probably... Like, I would all fucking the buy that. It's still a 1.5. If you get the 4A GE engine into it, you know, the the Evo with the front wheel drive setup, that would be cool. Yeah. Ultimate hauler. So yes, there's something some, a bit special. Yeah, there's uh, we'll post photos of that, but there's some weird and wonderful things kicking about apparently. Shall we move on then to YouTube's? I, as usual, don't have any, but what have you guys got? Nigel? Scarce offerings. Um, just a quick uh, recommendation, basically. Uh, I could talk about the usual channels I watch, but nobody wants to really hear that because it's just repetition. So I discovered that Porsche have a very interesting channel, official Porsche YouTube channel. Uh And one of the things I really like watching recently is it's actually a series and it's in season three at the minute. It's called Road to Le Mans and it features the actor Michael Fassbender. I seen this. Is this out about a year or so? Yeah, yeah. I seen but this. Just, they just released season three. I wanted to watch it and haven't. I actually, now that you've reminded it's, me of, I'll have to check it out. You know what it is? It's like uh, Drive to Survive, but for Le Mans yeah. with Fassbender. Each episode's probably about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, if you don't know who Michael Fassbender, is he done Steve Jobs movie? He done X Men. Who's he playing? X Men. Young Magneto. Magneto. Yeah, actually, he's a fantastic he was actor. In the film Three Hundred. He was the robot in Prometheus. He was in movie. Hunger as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's the Irish stroke German actor, and he had been doing rallying in Ireland for a while. I didn't know that. Yeah, he had been doing that. And really enjoyed it. I think he's quoted as saying, "Motorsport." is far more important to me than acting. That's cool, yeah. So it is. It's getting like Idris Elba. So he's an official Porsche driver and it's basically following him about. And so yeah. it's not a gimmicky thing, he's actually racing. Oh, right, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I yeah. like that. So I think the last one I watched there, they finished fourth in a race. So, oh, he's doing all right then. Yeah, it's great viewing. It's shot beautifully. It's, as I say, it's tried to survive. There's um, an episode interviews with the drivers with him with the team and how things evolve and how they develop the car and how they try and win the races and mm-hmm. strategies and stuff like that so it's really quite interesting it's that behind the scenes thing that i really like yeah that sounds good i'll have to check that out so check that out um my first one then is we've talked before i'll go into the repetition uh hernigan this versus that did you see sean maynard on it who we had on in episode 10 friend of the no, podcast friend sean podcast. maynard um, so if anybody hasn't listened to that episode, check it out. He's Volkswagen of America's chief enthusiast. So he runs all like the, um, but it's a lot of the media side of things to do with custom cars. And Sean had the Mark 8R with the Hoonigan guys to drag race. Because actually they don't have the R yet. Uh, so it's the European model was over. And it was up against a 1969 Volvo Amazon with a, a V8 in it. So... I'll talk, we'll talk about it because it's been out a while now but it's a very very tight race the R that slipped on the radar I don't see yeah. it coming up on the list the R gets beat um, but it's just and then it sort of realises that Sean was like 
Sean, he was manual shifting. Yeah, so he was like, I've had about this. It was a DSG, but he was manual shifting. He just stuck it in full auto because on the last race they'd done, like, you no, know, they do like a bonus round. And he, he beat the Amazon. We're like, because he could have had him. <laughs> so that no, was cool to see. He was just, we sort of popped up and I went, I know that face. I think the new Golf R suffers from the same thing that the Toyota Supra had. It's They're- ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, the official figures for power are slightly underwhelming. Aye, the official figures, but we're making Volkswagen, more power than the C, basically. Was that not the same during the Mark II era as well with Volkswagens? A lot of people said they were sort of, no, yeah. no. I think a lot of cars, though, that, I don't know if it's still a thing anymore, but it used to be the kind of undersold. Was this the, the gentleman's agreement the Japanese had? Yeah. yeah. You're not allowed to have over, like, what was it, like 275, 280 horsepower? Oh, that's right. Things were coming out at like 3.30, but on the book it said. <laughs> that's the sort of thing I like. Um, sticking with Hoonigan, they have a new film out, Jump Cuts. Have you seen that? No. So it's, Lee and I were watching it earlier. It's a bit like Jim Canna, but they do it with a side-by-side. So it's oh, a Polaris. I think I've seen the, it coming up and suggested, but for some reason didn't watch it. Um, it's actually quite good. It's jumping over a bridge or something? Or it's out over one of like the freeway roads. Ah, yeah. um, RJ Anderson is a professional racer. And I think he actually races these. And he's like a five-time world champion at it. But basically, jumping through the streets of uh, Long Beach. So, so you're going to say Lorne there? <laughs> Lorne, no. <laughs> Those wild, wild streets of Lorne. They are wild. Men are tougher. Women are tougher. <laughs> the um, Yeah, so he's basically jumping stuff. A few sketchy landings, I will say. The first one in particular. Where he just about makes it onto the ramp. Yeah, so the, like the landing ramp. Um, he nearly overshoots it. He lands on about the last three foot of it, Lovely. and f- quite over to the side. Yeah, you and might I've seen, say. Uh, on Brand Brand Scotto had put like a preview clip of it on his Instagram, and your guy RJ actually commented saying, "I hope they only charged you for the last bit of the ramp that I hit." <laughs> <laughs> Just when you said about Scotto, could I remember Scotto's name yes, last week? Was, oh my god! I was listening to it and I was shouting at the radio, going, oh, "Scotto, it's Brian Scotto." Jeepers. <laughs> Decades, so. uh, yeah, so it's it's good. Check that out. Um, and then the last one is local one with the drift games guys. They went to see Chris Burnett, who's an RMA man, is a drifter. Did you watch this? Yeah, absolutely crazy. I was debating with Connor before the podcast whether we should reveal what the surprise in the video well, is. Well, not, well, not as amazing as it was. Why? I you see that's the thing, but then it's but no why thing not? Of, why not? Yeah. Why not buy no. another Mark V, Nigel? <laughs> <laughs> the way the way I seen it was that man was very bored during COVID. He was, and that's what happens. <laughs> Silly things happen. But the drift guys are like, no, they do yeah. stupid stuff. So I'll not spoil Serious it for anybody. Skill. Serious skill. The man has that setup of his S thirteen drift car with the graphics and stuff on it is my favorite ever drift car. I love it so much, and he does something kind of weird to it. Yeah, but, I'm sure a lot of people will have watched it by now, but just in case anybody hasn't, no spoilers. Yeah, get on to the Drift Games, guys, yeah. and check it out. Oh, on Drift, Drift Games, they just released a video there Thursday. Uh-huh. You didn't see it? No. About uh, really exciting stuff if you're into watching Drift and Drift Games, the LMLZ, all that carry on. Right, so LMLZ bought over Drift HQ. That's right, moved yeah. into his compound. Mm-hmm. The drift season here has ended. So what's Dave Egan and uh, is, what do you call his videographer? Matt? Is it Matt? It's not Brian Scotto, is it? No, it's not Brian Scotto. <laughs> <laughs> Their, Drift HQ had supplied Dave Egan with some parts for his build. Uh-huh. 
back and forth talking all the rest of it they're competing in drift week they're hiring a car off drift hq of course they are and they're doing west they're doing the west coast drift week and then they're going down adam lz's compound because why not old lz knows what he's at i they? think the videos are really be good. class i wonder will they understand them Phil, that's another that question. <laughs> so just before we move on to our main topic then i'd like to talk about our sponsor relo global Reload Global are an enthusiast-owned company providing you with not only premium automotive apparel, but accessories such as garage banners, posters, stickers, and air fresheners. They're Northern Ireland-based and are an official stockist for 8380 Labs in the UK and Europe. Pop on over to reload.global and view their online store and treat yourself to something nice. So we'll move on to our main topic, and it's over to me this week. Handing so yourself over to yourself, are you? I'm ha- yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> So I have to apologise in advance because we're talking about film cars two weeks in a row, but I wasn't here for the last one, so you know. <laughs> I was going to say it's months ago from we'd done the film cars, but no, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to get in on the action. Basically, this week we're combining three of my favourite things, cars, films, and Halloween. Yes. So yes, sorry to say, folks, but I am that white girl who loves Halloween. <laughs> Full basic. <laughs> oh, Yes. Um, so if any of you aren't having or attending a Halloween party, then, which you should be, but I thought I would give you some suggestions of some spooky, but also car related films, um, to check out, to get you into the Halloween mood. Um, so car related to varying degrees, as you'll see as we go through, but, uh, so first on my list of car related spooky films is Christine. Yep. That's probably one of the first horror films I watched. Really? I think so. The Christine is a horror film uh, based on a Stephen King novel and it's directed by horror film legend John Carpenter of Halloween uh, The Thing fame. Do you need a spoiler alert in this for anybody? I don't think I really have very many You're spoilers. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to be cool about it. Uh, Christine, the title character, is a red and white 1958 Plymouth Fury, who has a bit of a mind of her own and also a bit of a jealous streak. She possesses her new owner, who's a young kind of geeky guy called Arnie. And no spoilers, but carnage ensues. Shit goes down. Basically. <laughs> I think I think the woman's seen that as the production line or something, isn't it? The, the, oh, the car's well, being built. Uh, the yeah, car's yeah, been built yeah. in the production line, something yeah. happens. So uh few facts and figures. Um, each of the chapters in the original novel begins with a lyric from a rock and roll song. Right. So the kind of first line of the chapter is a, is a lyric. So the scriptwriter was inspired to include rock music cues into some of the scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like Baby Driver, I suppose, in that respect, where there's kind of a, a cool soundtrack as well. So there's kind of rock and roll type songs, Buddy Holly, Little Richard, uh, some ABBA for... Us no, white girls? No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the opening scene, which you're referring to on the production line, has the song Bad to the Bone. Ah, oh, oh, yeah. such a good song. <laughs> which, believe it or not, it was the first time it was used in a film. Probably hard to believe considering how many films and TV shows you've heard it in. Yeah, it's nearly become like a stereotype. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, that that's one of the cool things about it. Uh, another fact, there was 17 different Christines built for the film that were assembled from various parts of 24 Plymouth Furies that the production Mm -hmm. team 
gathered up from all over the US. Did any survive? Two. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of them were either wrecked during production or scrapped thereafter. Um, Various cars were used for different scenes. So, for example, as we talked about in the previous film episode, this is kind of standard practice. You have different cars for interior shots, exterior, souped up cars. Um, One of Christine's demonic powers is that she can regenerate. Okay. So there had to be cars in kind of different levels of damage. Oh, yeah. For those kind of shots. Um, and obviously this is a, it came out in 1983, I want to say. So it was pre CGI era. Um, and they had to use some trickery to show the car going from like really trashed to new again. Uh huh. So they filmed the destruction of the car Mm -hmm. and then played the footage in reverse. So as if it's like coming back. Ah, yes, yes. Um, so that's first recommendation. Also shout out to listener Borley, mm-hmm. who I think is the first person who ever recommended this film to me because I know he's a big fan. Also, side note, if you like Christine, then there's another film that's in a similar vein that actually came out a few years before, which is just called The Car, which is a 1971 Lincoln Continental. So it's like a big evil looking black, yeah. you know, like a movie that. villain car. Um, which terrorizes a town, killing people as well. It's just not as famous as Christine, but another. I think some of the deaths in that are quite gory too, aren't they? In the car? No, in Christine. In Christine. Christine, it's not like super gory, um, but they wanted it to have an R rating. Ah, uh, uh, right. To be horror-ish. Yeah. Um, I think for the kind of hype more yeah. you know that it has to have an r rating yeah. so they got the r rating by having more swearing in it ah, right. not get an r rating. necessarily from the gore <laughs> <laughs> um next on the list is a quentin tarantino film death proof i've actually never seen death proof I've, I've never seen it either yeah i know everybody raves about it so kurt russell plays stuntman mike a psychotic former hollywood stuntman who turns two of his cars, a 1970 Chevy Nova and a 1969 Dodge Charger into basically killing machines. So they're only death proof for him, but not for any unfortunate victims who he gets into the car and crashes it on purpose to murder them. If you any of you are podcast fans, there's another podcast that I listen to called Overcrest Podcast, yeah. where they interviewed the guy... Um, did the stunt driving is it somebody Hooker I can't remember his name off the top of my head TJ Hooker I remember TJ Hooker the film with Buddy Bart, Lee Hooker I think that's it yes um, who actually did the stunt driving on this film it's a really good podcast Um, so check that one out but as usual with Tarantino films there's lots of easter eggs and kind of homages to other films and pop culture so the number plate of Stuntman Mike's Nova is the same as the Mustang in Bullet Ah, cool. And the wheels on his Charger, which are American Racing Vectors, are the same as the General Lee. Ah, as he's bringing in another famous car, isn't Yeah. It? My favourite Kurt Russell film to go off on a slight tangent, Big Trouble Little China. I was yeah. about to say that, oh I knew that. Oh my god, you haven't seen it, Lee, have you not? No, but I knew that was what you were going to say. It's so good. It's the worst. So, so bad it's good. Yeah, it's one of those. Do check that out. And it's if you like, want a car like link. the Schwarzenegger film, so bad it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you want a car link, he's a truck driver in it, so there you go, close enough. 
Well, speaking of trucks, my next film is the first full-length feature film of somebody whose name you might recognise, Steven Spielberg. Oh, going on to do other films. Uh, this is a film called Duel. It's actually a made-for-TV movie. I didn't actually know he did that, yeah. The film tells the story of a travelling salesman who finds himself being menaced by the unseen driver of a huge, rusty Peterbilt truck trying to run him off the road. The Peterbilt truck was chosen for the film because it seemed to have a menacing face. So you know the way you talk about cars having faces, or some people do, like me, like losers? The MX-5 would not be that menacing. It always looks happy. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, the MX-5 looks like a Labrador. It does, yeah. <laughs> Rusty Labrador. Uh, the film was based off a short story that originally appeared in Playboy. Which was pitched, apparently, to Spielberg, who was looking to break into movies at the time from TV, by his secretary. Don't know why the secretary was reading Playboy, but here we are. For, for better. <laughs> There's some very interesting articles in Playboy, you know. So we're here. <laughs> um, in order to capture the truck and the car at seemingly high speeds, they're shot from a low angle. So they achieved this uh, by borrowing a specially made camera car that had been used in Bullet. Um, so that they could lower the camera to six inches off the ground in order to get the kind of rolling shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, fun fact, stunt veteran Gary Lofton was the stunt coordinator on the film and drove the Peterbilt truck. He was also involved in other legendary car chase sequences in Bullet, as well as Vanishing Point and The French Connection. Nice. Some good films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A um, couple of other honourable mentions... Um, the Wraith. Have any of you seen that? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Um, starring a young Charlie Sheen. It's not exactly a horror film, but it uh, he plays a murdered teenager who comes back from the dead as a drag racing wraith to exact revenge on his killers. So I think it's a bit like The Crow with uh, cars. With cars. <laughs> I haven't actually good. seen it, but um, so he does it by killing them in high speed crashes leaving their bodies untouched except for the burnt-out eye sockets. As you do. Lovely. (laughs) Charming. Here's one for those of you who are into weird cult films. Rubber. I hadn't heard of this until you told me about it. This is... Is that a a cult one? I think it's 2010 film. That makes it even worse. So I'll give you the premise. I thought it was something from the 70s. That's what I would have thought, yeah. In the middle of the Californian desert, an evil tire comes to life. <laughs> yes. You see the strains of marijuana that are being used in America now? This is what bears fruit. It is. Films like this. So, not only can it roll around by itself, but it has psychic powers. Oh, what else? Would it, why would it not have Does psychic powers? Does the tire powers? talk? Or what, how do we know it has psychic powers? I don't know. But it uses the powers to go on a murder spree. Of course. Why would it not? Well, if I was a psychic tire that came to life, I would definitely go on a murder spree. There's a quote for you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I haven't seen it, but... Please don't. It's a recommendation for if you're into weird stuff at Halloween. It can't be any worse than Jeepers Creepers, to be fair, like... Jeepers Creepers. So, I had this idea for this topic way back when we did the film episode. Yeah. 
And I deliberately left some of the cars out that I might have otherwise picked because I thought that might be a good idea for a Halloween episode. Mm -hmm. I was researching then when I was doing this topic just to see if there was anything that I hadn't thought of. That's That rubber came up. But when you Google kind of top Halloween car films or, you know, anything in that vein, Jeepers Creepers actually comes up. Jeepers Creepers is not a Halloween car film, though. Have you seen it, Nigel? No. It's just a terrible, shitty film. I don't think there's cars in it, is there? There's whatever the, not the killer creature drives is like a bus or something, uh, which yeah. apparently is a cool thing. And I was just like, no, thanks. Uh, no. It's the worst film ever. Don't watch it. <laughs> no, it's the second worst film ever. I know what you're going to say the worst one is. The Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> <laughs> which is a golfing film, isn't it? Have you seen it? No. Will Smith in a golfing film. Will Smith is a caddy, a ghost caddy. Not a cool Volkswagen caddy, a uh-huh. golfing caddy who like comes back from the dead or something to help Matt Damon Matt win Damon. a golfing contest in like the 1930s. So it's like undertones of racism <laughs> and just generally shit because it's a film about golf. Fair that sounds even worse than you've ever described it to me. Imagine that pitch in the studio. Here's an idea I have for a film. I'm surprised Nicolas Cage hasn't been on it though. No, that's true. Loves a good bad film. It's but it's the ty- the legend of Bagger Vance. Like, what part of that makes you want to go see it? Yeah, true. Will Smith's in it. Will Matt Smith's in, in it. it. Matt Damon's in it. Why I don't know. Obviously, they were short of a cross that day, but <laughs> the good Lord, <laughs> can't be any worse than Rubber. To be fair, I don't know. I haven't seen Rubber, so I can't judge. It blows my mind. There's a film about a psychic tar that kills people. <laughs> yep. What the hell? I wonder is that in Nankang? They've killed a lot of people. <laughs> Back in the early days. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm only joking. Nankang, don't sue me. <laughs> oh, that's you. Well, thank you very much, Lee. So, hang on. So, that's my horror film choices. If you're looking for a little bit of family-friendly fun this Halloween, so not all of these are necessarily car films, but films that have some cool or iconic cars in them uh jurassic park yep suggestion uh, mercedes ml and the scooby-doo yeah you're stretching yeah. it there gotta like. say it's an iconic vehicle the mystery machine i actually saw like a fully done mystery machine in largan about three weeks ago and it had Polish or like Eastern European plates on it. Of course it did, yeah. I think I seen it advertised for sale on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Leave that for the section of cool cars for sale. <laughs> um and finally, probably the most iconic family friendly Halloween car film, Ghostbusters. Oh yes. The new one's coming out. The Le- Ecto yeah. One. So yes, uh, I did have a note to say the new film is coming out in about two weeks time and I am pretty excited. The, cr- the critics have panned it, so what does that mean? It'll it's be a good, good film. It's going to yeah. be good. <laughs> My favourite part was, it was about two years ago, before COVID, and there was a trailer for it in the cinema. And I come on and they just heard the siren and I was like, oh my God, I know what that is. Yeah. And then there's like a voiceover and the whole premise is that it's set, you know, it's like, their grandkids kind of thing 
and it's like the voiceover it's like there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years and i'm like they've just totally written out the women's version there completely it's great <laughs> yeah, we'll it's just, not canon yeah we'll just paper all over that crap film <laughs> thankfully <laughs> so yeah excited about that um so the original ghostbusters ecto one it's a cadillac miller meteor ambulance conversion i'll take your word for it yeah me too <laughs> it is some yoke it's it is it's so cool and i yeah. think it makes a kind of cameo appearance in the new film as well yeah so um that'll be good the ecto one what can you say about it iconic there's lego versions of it they actually released a new lego version of it last year to coincide with the release of the film which was then delayed, delayed. due to covid so the lego thing is out but the film isn't out yet <laughs> all right no, that's good <laughs> Um, Thanks, COVID, again. Originally, the design for the Ecto-1, it was supposed to be black and purple. Right. Which I've seen kind of renders of. It looks cool. But they had to change it to white for shooting at night. Ah, fair enough, Because you can see the black car as well. And uh, another fact about it is, apparently, it caused several car crashes by distracting drivers while it was being used for promotional work for the film back in 1984. Fantastic. So people like driving down going, oh, what the fuck was that? Looking around and then crashing. (laughs) I like it. It is a popular car. So happy Halloween, everybody. So if you're not going out drinking or trick-or-treating or whatever, hopefully that gives you some suggestions of something to get you in the mood for Halloween. Also, don't give nuts out to kids. Nobody eats those. <laughs> Monkey nuts? Yeah. Good stuff, Lee. Thank you. No Cheers. Before we move on to the questions, I'd like to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Studio 10 Bespoke Car Care. Studio 10 are a car care business located in Ballymena, Northern Ireland. Robin specializes in vehicle detailing, paintwork correction and ceramic coatings. Studio 10 are the only Mavinci approved detailer based in Northern Ireland and are proud to have many years experience in the automotive industry. Studio 10 also offer an online training program, Foundation Pro. The program is designed for those who want to improve their current skill set, whether that be to detail their own vehicle to a much higher level, or if they're considering starting their own valeting business. The course also features many other benefits, such as discount codes for various detailing companies, and many more. To view all their detailing packages, training course, and obtain details on all the other services they provide, visit their website at studio10car.care or Google Studio 10. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at Studio 10 Detailing. So we'll move on to our questions. Nigel, can you read them out for us? Absolutely. The first question or response or whatever you want to call it is from Shorty1919. He says, please give James from Six Mile Style his weekly shout out. Don't worry, he's fine. There, the man. Hey, James. Uh, the, man, uh, the man earned his shout out. Yeah. Vehicle crashes. If you crash your vehicle, give us a shout. We'll let people know. We're like traffic news. We are, yeah. <laughs> We're about two weeks behind. <laughs> Marty Mim says, what's everyone's off-season plans for the cars? Well, I think I talked about mine in the last episode that we were on. I um, was trying to do something with the Cabrio. Um, with a bit of work to do to your cars, Lee, you can talk about that. But Yeah, I'm, Jetta stuff. I think I'll probably concentrate first before anything on trying to do something with our current workshop. Try and gain a bit of space back in it. For the Jetta cooling system overhaul. Yeah. Probably kind of steering suspension, bushes, all that kind of good stuff. It's the only thing really hasn't been touched on it. There's not much left. I really want to paint it. Like, I really want to paint it. I don't know if it'll be this year, though. Probably not get the time, to be fair. No, but, but it, it just needs it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it needs it. 
then everybody's telling you if you paint it, you'll be afraid to drive it the way you do. But I won't, though. I know you won't. Because I don't mind if it's like (coughs) the odd stone chip or the odd whatever that I have caused by having crack in it. No bother. But the fact that the bonnet and the boot lid are so bad look like somebody fucking spunked over them like the white <laughs> quite the quite the description there Lee. Yeah. yes i think everybody's got that visual there's picture. that two-thirds of a bottle of wine in now <laughs> but, but here yeah, i think i could arrange they're painting. awful looking they're so bad but and then if you paint just those two bits then the rest of it looks shit it's okay i can paint those two bits badly it'll blend in <laughs> connor has a solution paint them with loads of orange paint a little bit faded but then there's like a few wee spots of rust and stuff, which I don't, I don't mind the rust. It's not rot. It's just a bit of surface rust, which is like, it's fine. The, finish up the, the, the other side of that is you let the rust go too long. You get yourself into more that's trouble. That's my worry. Problem. Yeah. And, you know. Dress it now where you can. Window sails, because there's a wee bit of rust around the windscreen and, you know. But then how deep do you go? Because I, I would love to do all new sails. It turns into a project. Waistline trims, you know, just everything then. Yeah. And then the if you paint the rest of the car, then the wee, like, classic chrome trims on the bumper, then they look shit, and then you can't get those anymore, so what do you do? I know it's it's a hard one to call, like, how far do you go or not go? I think that's one for when we have more space. But it just, it needs paint so badly. Like every show I've gone to this summer when I've been standing cleaning it, looking at all the other cars going, this thing, it needs paint. Like, Take the bore instead. You'll know what bad paint is. What <laughs> 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 you know? Um, well, the tax is up in the Corrado at the end of the month. So once that's up, that's it off the road. R.I.P. Corrado. Into the shed. Oh, I love that car so much. Static suspension, air out, and... Into the proper car for sale, maybe probably oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Wheel of words after. I thought it already was for sale. <laughs> Edition one will get started this winter. Good for sure. Started uh, or continued? Sure, I'm only thirteen years into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've been done for attempted murder. Restarted. Got <laughs> rust of us in the garage. Just for reference. That, all that car had wrong with it back in what year is it? Twenty one, two thousand eight. I bought that car. Uh huh. All that was wrong. It was a crack block. So you even swapped the engine out. Back that on the was road. my original plan, and then my exclamation mark friend said, "Here, while you're go, at it, let's go full send with this engine." <laughs> and there this you go. isn't coming to my workshop unless it has two hundred brake. Thirteen years later. Yeah. It's mm. funny. I was listening. I've been catching up on a load of podcasts now that I'm like back out in the road all the time working and revival i haven't listened to it for ages and i was already like a year behind with it because i didn't start listening to it right from the start but the one i was listening to coming up the road earlier on Corey was saying about his mark three the wee pool 16 no it was original oh, mark three had years like ago a Jetta, I yeah think. yeah oh, right. um and he said he like traded it in because he thought it was a rust bucket and it had like a tiny little hole in the floor that he was like, now if you bought that, it would be the cleanest Mark III you ever bought. <laughs> yeah. But back then he thought it was like a disaster. Hindsight is wonderful as we're all learning. <laughs> Marty says again, or he basically adds to it, basically says any friendly MOT contact. Um, so the big man's went still static and he's he fearing, fr- he fearing a friendly MOT. <laughs> regretting it I know we'll do this like you know those uh, lost loves or 
missed you type uh, contact. So you put like star-crossed lovers together. Like Sonia Mac on Cool FM. Yes, well, I know that there's Sonia one of Mac our listeners. throwback. <laughs> one of our listeners. Where'd she go? Still there? I don't know. I don't listen to the radio now anymore. I listen to podcasts or my music. <laughs> so one of our listeners definitely has what you're after that's not illegal. And he listens and he'll know who I mean by this. So if you want to contact Marty and help him out, you work away there, sir. That's all I'll say to that. <laughs> we all know him, but I won't incriminate him, quite literally. We'll move swiftly on then. We'll move swiftly on. The quest- next one is from Gobsheen. And he simply says, tell me a better safety message than never put your hand where you... Yes, you're reading that right. Never put your hand where wouldn't put your willy. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> someone told me that. I don't know if my dad told me that years ago. That goes through my head every day in work. When you're like, you put your finger in to hold, it'll move something like threaded. And you're like, if somebody shifts this, I'm going to lose the tip of my finger. Yeah. I think of that. And that's what comes into my head. Never put your fingers where you wouldn't put your willy. Although I couldn't see it in signs around my work. Could you? I, it needs to be on signs. Yeah. Get them printed. I'll put them up. You'd get cancelled today's culture. It needs to be done though. And uh, well, I don't know what the female equivalent is, but I was going to say I cannot relate. Yeah, you can't relate, but I have much to lose, so that's, you know you don't want to lose anymore. Can't take the knickers off a bare arse. Have you ever? The, we were talking about this the other night. You know that we've talked before about the DOE road safety adverts that used to be on TV. Just yes. over the top. Uh, just for anybody, Americans or anyone else, probably I don't think the English got them either. These were basically... Uh, you can Google them? Yeah, Google DOE Northern Ireland They're literally traumatising. Or, or, or the Troubles ones, where guys walk Cats in with... in the cradle. Yeah. In the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I show Fully AKs just light and sparking up the room. Yeah, so basically the show graphic detailed scenes of car crashes reenacted with people like getting splattered up walls and things and like that. And then a terrible Northern Irish voice says like, I it was the one without their seatbelts did the damage. <laughs> yep. So Google I, those if you want to laugh. I think the most ridiculous one was your guy come, crashing into the wall sideways and rolling into a garden All which the, had, coincidentally had 30 school children sitting reading nursery rhymes to each other. Was Always. that a Vectra? It was, yeah. yeah. He had a drink. Don't drink a drive. Don't drink a drive. And then I think it was the same, similar kind of thing. That The one with the school children was like, a, basically saying like a classroom's worth of children are killed every year on the roads, blah, blah, blah. I think one of the most traumatizing ones was the one, I think it might be a Vector as well. A lot of Vauxhalls in these adverts because there was a Corsa one as well. That's right. Um, where it like flips over a fence and there's a wee fella in the backyard playing football. Yep. And it hits him. And then you see the dad like carrying his limp body. <laughs> oh, it's awful. But uh, anyway, what I was going to say was there's now, they now have these similar kind of adverts on the radio. Have you heard any of these? I don't know how that no. works. So, as I said, I don't really listen to the radio anymore, but I was in getting my nails done last week and they had the radio on in the background and they had one of these DOE adverts on Cool FM. Mm-hmm. It was weird. How do you listen to a car crash? I know, but it, it's the visuals. You want blood splat and that kind of thing. Dead no, it was children. the kind of the message. It was like, you know, don't drink and drive, or you know, uh-huh. I can't even. I don't really remember. All I remember is going, "What the? F- What's <laughs> going on there?" But yeah, if you're a cool FM listener, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But it's mad. Well, on the, just talking about those. Is it any wonder we all have such a dark humor when you're brought up watching stuff like that? But like. <laughs> 
I remember years and years ago. Do you remember Wagon Works used to be the big thing? Yeah. They were like the first guys doing the big video yeah. Volkswagen type stuff. They had done one and it was it was kind of strange. It basically like footage of those guys like washing the cars, cleaning the cars, maybe adjusting suspension, just a few wee shots. And it just kind of faded the black. And all it said was something like two hours later, three of these kids were dead don't drink and drive or something and i remember that has always stuck with me and that was a more that is proper dark yeah but that but that was like something they did themselves and i was like that's more of an impact without all the visual blood splat and kids getting rolled over and stuff do you remember the one with the the, like the dance music (laughs) yeah and then the guy at the end is in the wheelchair bouncing the basketball like along with the beat yeah do you remember that one and then there was the body to body samantha Samantha oh Samantha Mumba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, these are great. But yes, have a Google of those if you've never seen them, or they'll be all over YouTube. Traumatizing Anti- properly. Anti- anti-terrorism adverts too. Check those out. <laughs> so moving on then, end back to Swan. Forget cars and coffee. Why isn't pizza and petal or burgers and broom brooms a thing? I'm with that man. Here. Yes. That's, that's a revolution right yes. there. I get even fatter. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. Jake underscore slow up. If it wasn't cars, what topic of podcast would you do? Food. I knew you would say food. Guns for me, probably. I'd have to move to the States, though, to get access to fun stuff. I don't think it would be football, because I'm not that deep into football, but I think it would probably be something to do with films or yeah, I World could do... War Two history or something. That would be yeah, good, yeah. That would be, yeah. Films the or music or history or... But I'm probably going to say the thing I have the most expertise in. Is food and or wine. Wine. <laughs> Just for a reference, Lee's on her fifth glass of wine here. Yep. <laughs> it's all good. So I'm good. I'm going with guns. The People's Car Podcast. Hello there, fellow podcasters. Hey guys. Hello, guys. Um, what's your favourite? Now, let me just say this right. What's your favourite? Cheese. Cheese. I'll let you guys answer that one. I'm not a big cheese guy. Cornish Cove, Marks and Spencer's. I'm not into the exotic cheeses. You just know what you like? Just there's a really nice cheddar in Marks and Spencer's, I like. Well, I was going to say, I love cheese. I love a cheese board. I like Stilton. I like Wensleydale. I like all sorts of cheese. But you know what one of my guilty pleasures, favourite things is? A strong kind of mature cheddar on a digestive biscuit. Simple. <laughs> Hard to whack. Ugh, What's that for the Americans? A graham cracker? That kind of thing? Yeah, like slightly sweet, but a wee bit of salty, just biscuit, cookie, Americans. I'm not really into mouldy milk, so I can't really. <laughs> That's how much I think. But of I cheese. love like all sorts, like uh, baked camembert. Come here. I like brie now. Brie I like don't. brie. Brie's quite mild, but it's yeah. nice. Um, Carefully, like a crumbly cheese. I just love cheese in general. You can tell, but for. <laughs> You know, just a handy Saturday night snack out of the fridge, mature cheddar on a digestive. Go for it. Do you know what I call like plastic cheese? You know, like the orange like stuff in McDonald's, the packet. Yeah, slap some of that in a burger, and if there's cheese on a pizza, I'm happy with that. But otherwise, keep it. Well, funny you say, I love cheese, but I don't like real cheese on a burger. No, it has. To I be like the cheese. orange plastic cheese on a burger. You may bring your own tomorrow because I get real cheese about your burgers. <laughs> I'll bring plastic cheese. I'll bring plastic cheese. <laughs> I'll bring the hot sauce. Uh, Chris.mara90. What's the worst 
Felter stroke Colchi window stickers you have seen? Well, we're going to go rash with this one. So window stickers over the years have evolved. When I was learning to drive, I think the most shocking sticker I seen was no dogs or fat chicks. Ah, that was enough. a common sticker back in the day. Well, but things have got very, very aggressive. I like dogs. in recent years. Yeah, um, yeah. It, well, back in your era, probably you had like the Creamfields logo in the back window. Van Aken, Pat, Pat Van Aken. Um, well, a personal favorite that I seen a dub shed one year was she's no gold liner, but just some. I boss. was going to say the gold liner one. Yep, that was creative. <laughs> um, as you say, some of them are very aggressive. We have. Uh, Clipping ditches and fingering bitches was another personal <laughs> favourite. That's, that's to the point. It yeah. is. Yeah, man knows what he wants. Well, I think the one of the worst ones I've seen recently was actually round the corner from mother and father-in-law's house. I'm sure they love seeing this. And it was a fully kitted Leon, and it had a as large a sticker as you could have in the back window. It was the back window basically, and it was basically drinking whores or drinking whores, drinking cores. And bucking whores as you do one leads to the other there's loads of those kind of buck fast and you know all that kind Powered of Powered by buck fast was another yeah, big one i can't think of any off the top of my head but i've seen some Suspensive. very Gosh, Bosch adjustables ones. yep Bosch adjustables cutting the springs oh there's some rough ones like fingering things <laughs> cutting cut springs, springs and fingering things, things. <laughs> patent that quickly yes get that on the jetta <laughs> Oh, yeah, dear. I've seen some bad ones, but I think one of the funniest, one of the most memorable ones that I ever remember seeing was a girl around Lisburn used to drive a white Mark II Nova, and it was the you know the huge sun strips right across the full, nearly the full of the front windscreen, uh-huh. and it just said "bitch." Bitch. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> at, least, at least you're no doubt of what what's getting, going on. You're getting into. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll move on from that. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> uh, I've got one from Clark. Why do we call condoms Joe bags, but we don't call cum Joe? He stole that from uh, Mickey Bartlett, yes. didn't he? He did indeed. <laughs> also, Joe well, bags... I can, I can explain that. Joe bags is actually a very uh, Lurgan term for condoms, I will add. Joe is short for Johnny. You used to call your I was going to say Johnny, Johnny yeah. Ah. Or Johnson. Yeah. So, a Johnny bag. You should mess in from Mickey Bartlett because he didn't know that. <laughs> Did he not? No. <laughs> All right, okay. There we go. Uh, Ronan underscore 821. What's the most annoying exhaust note and why is it a straight piped IS200? It's a Mark 7R. Really? Uh, a certain Mark 7R. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should add. Uh, an attractive one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I thought that myself. <laughs> Some AM cars, when they're done with that straight pipe... Yeah, pop bang stuff. A lot of the modern stuff's a bit. Yeah, yeah. it is an IS two hundred though. To be fair, he's right. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds like disappointment. See, John Bill got one as well. He dead to me, John. Dead to me. <laughs> this is my thing about. It. Uh, we've said this before when Connor talked about them being future classics. Blah blah blah. I was right. They're a fucking lovely looking car. Yeah, I think they they're... really are, but they're just shit. Yeah, they're just they're being destroyed by people in this country. Yeah, no, um, not even. Imagine, they're just even a standard one. They're is slow. Shit, they're slow. They're the worst sounding V six in the world. Straight six. Imagine. Sorry, straight six. Imagine if Lexus had put a good engine in there. Well, you see, they did with the Altesa. the Altesa with the it's a beams engine. Yeah, the beams four cylinder turbo. That's like two hundred horsepower. Absolutely brilliant. But with that other, then suppose they weren't designed to go around a cone. Lexus probably weren't designing a thing and some boy in a farmyard's going to love this. Fucking king of the cone will be loving this. Yeah. 
Ronan again says, Daily Audi Broke, just want you to know that an R32 Turbo Mark II is an amazing daily, 29 mi- miles to the gallon. Yeah, these uh, fun cars are actually pretty economical. Yours is getting a bit the same lane. Yeah. And the underscore Mo says, Classic motorbikes are better than classic cars. False. <laughs> just a statement of intent. Uh, Sometimes I agree with them. I blow hot I and cold. L- I love bikes. But you like modern bikes over I you? like not Cafe super modern, but like modern-ish. Nah, not like, like old stuff. Early 2000s, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. So, well, maybe they are classic now. Oh my God, we're so old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> but yeah, no, like old, old, old bikes, like old Brit bikes and stuff. I love that. I'm not there. I'm just not into that. No, I'm, I'll do me. But my modern-ish, yeah, I'm the into. The 80s, early 90s job stuff too. Yeah. Cafe racers for me. Very big That's at the moment. I love them. Pete Matthews, he's the man for building He's them. doing a lot of them, yeah. yeah. So next is up from Andy Maxwell, AJM VW. With some signs that car prices are starting to fall, is the price of classics going to follow? Hopefully. Are car prices full? I haven't been looking, so I... I Petrol well, prices certainly fucking aren't. Nope. I was trying to more. 142p a litre. Yeah. The Bora knows about it. Cheaper, <laughs> though. 85 quid to fill. I don't think the classics are going anywhere anytime soon. No. In, time, in, time, in times of trouble economies, you know, people buy bricks and mortar and they buy classic Porsches. Yep. Investments. It's going to get worse. I've kind of been waiting on that bubble bursting for quite a while. but I, don't I think, think everybody thought when COVID came... They would drop. It was gonna, you know, it was gonna be. Yeah, and you, you were know, excited. I, I was. I was like, "What am I gonna buy next? Yeah. Come here, rubbing my palms." Definitely didn't happen. No, it really didn't. Um, Andy goes on. Then he's stupid. I just tell Nigel to stop buying more additions and get stuck in the proper one. <laughs> Don't know what he means. Uh, no, no. He also says, "Motor Trend fans rejoice! It's still available to watch on Amazon Prime." So happy yeah. days. Uh, they were saying about the block the app, didn't they? Yeah, they blocked the app. So the, you could only get it in the US, the block, the, the rest of the world. So I must check out this on Amazon Prime now. Robert underscore GTI. Any updates on another driven run? Um, we talked before. You have a paid setup for it, don't you? Yeah, I have an Instagram page set up for it. Uh, it's very difficult to minute. My work's been crazy. Robin's work's been crazy. It's the wrong time of year. Yeah, we're in a bad time of the year too. It's fine time of year if you... <laughs> like insure on tax from March to March which is what I do <laughs> but I think us guys the podcast we're going to have a meet or something like that hopefully yeah, soon yeah we've been talking about that for a while so, so we we'll, should get we'll, our finger out and do we'll, something we'll try and organise something for November here I think we'll maybe excellent put our heads together so we'll have Sounds some good finally then our noodle Hegarty the price of cars is too damn high exclamation mark I agree with correct that. Price of everything is too damn high. Ugh. Unless you're selling, in which case it's great. But then what do you but buy? But when you're buying. It? Yeah. Yeah, but if you have like five or six cars. You like need something to step most into. Most of us have. I but how long? Those cars need to work so you can drive them. That's the problem. <laughs> but yes, I agree, Arn. Yes. On that then, that is us for this week. Thank you very much, folks. Yes, thanks very much, everybody, for listening and sending in your questions. If you don't follow us already, hopefully most of you do if you're listening, but uh, we can be found on social media at Reload Podcast. Individually, I am at MaxwellHouse46 on Instagram. I'm at VDubBoy. And I'm at Connor McCann. Cheers again, folks. See you soon. Bye. Bye.
two thirds of a bottle of wine in, no bother. Wasn't too bad though. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing well getting like 10 lines read in one hit. 